Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural, and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of our weekly podcast. Don't my name is intro. My name is David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. Mate, you are looking incredibly well, Shanks. Why are you doing the intro? All around great guy. You planned this from the start, didn't you? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I do the intros. Let me have this one, alright? Alright. Hi Tom. Hi Dave. There we go. There we are. Did you enjoy it? did actually you get a little bit of power don't you yeah you do there's, mm. a, there's a surge of masculinity you're also sitting much higher than me at the moment which feels weird I feel like I'm now controlling you mm. it feels like that for yeah. a change you know, yeah. I feel like Parky <laughs> mm. um, do you want to tell everyone what episode is it did you say episode 18 mate wow yeah probably, probably time to stop soon isn't it shall we go well I'll tell you what we'll do 500 and stop well, what we're doing is we're just creating another podcast to drop into the massive, enormous, never-ending bin of podcasts in the world that you can listen to if you want to. Mm. Um, you three want to or three that? or four rugby ones, but yeah, mm. different different podcasts with different needs, <laughs> different drinks for different needs. Where are we? Tell everyone where we are, Tommy. It's fun. Yeah, we are in the playroom of Chateau Flatman. Mm. Um, Frozen, Minions, Twister, Barbie dolls houses, mm. fancy dress fun, all sorts of And they're puzzles. just your toys. Oh, you. <laughs> there is something There is something adult. It's a very childish playroom because it's for kids, but there is a um, there is an adult machine in the corner. There's a treadmill, top of the range treadmill, yeah? Yeah, but that just saves you going outside like this, walking your dogs when it's rainy. Time up to that. Yeah, it is actually... We should take a picture of that. In fact, while I'm here, I'm actually going to take a quick picture that we might add to, uh, just so you can see what we're talking about. So you know the old, the old kind of story that fat people buy treadmills and exercise bikes, and they just become storage for other things. That is exactly what my treadmill is. I bought a really, really good one because it had to be able to take 130 kilos plus at, I would say, 18 kilometers per hour. It's for you eight, though, yeah. 
That's my wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought. Well, yeah. Yes. Got a problem with that? I've seen her for a while. Uh, no, <laughs> no, she's um, she's swallowed someone else. But no, but uh, it's not for her. It's for me. But it doesn't get used. It does not get used. Be like Maid Marian. Because running's not cool. I don't care what any runners say. Running's not cool. Be like Maid Marian, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You know, he knocks on the door. Yeah. And... But when go, long distance running, I mean, we've all got heroes for long distance running, but they don't look cool. Like, no one ever won a marathon and looked great. Like, Usain Bolt, Linford Christie. Um, Moses Kiptanui. Moses, no. You, you know, these guys, these guys look good. Like, they look good. That has to be our terms for a sleep. Bit of Moses. Bit of Moses, yeah. Go for a quick half an hour, Moses. You know, Kiptanui, Kip. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greg Rutherford looks good, you know what I mean? I mean, he might be, uh, like, ginger like you, but they, they can be nice people too, but he's got a nice physique and... We those word games. Do you remember we used to play those? Like, um, I remember a mate of ours, Tomo, Dave Thompson, played seven games for Saracens first team, um, and that was it. Legs fell off. But he he used to we used to watch football, yeah. And he would say things like, um, you know, uh, old, uh, I think it, did Jimmy anyone play for Chelsea? I think uh, Chelsea striker. Yeah, his, yeah. His um, dad went down for armed robbery, didn't he? A passing comment. You'd be like, what? Which one? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. <laughs> and then it would be uh it would be really pathetic stuff. Like remember Petrescu? Does it damn someone Petrescu played for Chelsea? Yeah, we called him Pet Rescue. This is going nowhere, is it? Um Nigel Owens used similar analogies. Um as I said before, he's very good at stand up and takes a piss out of himself a fair bit. Yeah. Um and he got me one day. You know when they're telling a the story and they suck you in. Sue me? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Tractor beam got me. <laughs> yeah. Right and yeah. um, he was saying he's given up rugby. He said it was his last reffing game. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He said the um, FA have approached him, and you know they've seen they've seen a talent in him and the way he communicates, and they want to use that and they want to train him up to be a football ref. Oh. And he said, so my uh, this is the end of my rugby, and I am reffing. Next year will be my first refing game for the FA, and I'm refing West Ham uh, versus Aston Villa because I heard the strikers were bent and keen. <laughs> <laughs> I was got uh, yeah, you had me. Oh, you know gone, when someone though. speaks so genuine that you think yeah, yeah. you think they're being serious. Yeah, they pull you right in. Yeah, Ooh. oh, well played. <laughs> On that, um, might I mention I was working gladly working in Newcastle instead of being at Ricky Gervais live in Bath with yeah. some mates spoke to said mates I spoke to three of the four that went and independently they, I said how was it and one of them said you missed absolutely nothing it was rubbish I barely laughed for the whole thing no yeah. joke you said this last week did I? yeah right this is when you realise you've already said stuff anyway no, yeah. no it gets better than that anyway okay. um, uh, they all got arrested for getting naked and um carrying weapons in Central Bath oh cool just trying to make it a better story yeah. really no um, told you that already yeah okay. yeah don't mind though mate happens doesn't it that's why we should stop doing podcasts next week well you have to write down what we say don't we we'll do one more okay. or we should listen to our own podcast that's what you should do mm. do you listen to our podcast um, only my bits <laughs> so, what have you been up to this week boy well, I went on a couple of days off and then I went on a um, every day's a day off mate when you love what you do, mm. you never work a day in your life. Um, a couple of days off, and then Can't I BS a BS sir. No, you're right. Mm. I went. I went shooting. What? I went shooting. That's what posh people do, mate. Um, so, it well, was, you've certainly got the kit for it. 
I've got the kit. I, I haven't got a gun actually, um, but I've got all the tweed. I'm tweeded up. Welcome to buy one of mine, mate. Left or right? Bosh. Oh. Uh, wallop. And the uh, yeah, it was good. I'm not. I'm not. I used to be really, really, really don't kill anything, don't kill anything. But I genuinely felt like I didn't care that I was missing out on days shootings. I only go once a year, max, twice mm. a year, maybe some years. Um, but it was more that I eat so much meat. I just felt like a bit of a hypocrite. So I thought I will try it. And I will go on a shoot if I guarantee that none of the birds will go to waste. Yeah. And they will all be eaten. So and you're shooting for a purpose. Yeah, they all get eaten. So they all get taken. All these were getting picked up by a local restaurant that night, actually. Or two local restaurants were coming and picking oh, up all these. Flamingos. Pheasants, partridge, oh, pheasants. <laughs> swans, a couple of ostriches, and a Labrador. Um, I mean, it was difficult. he kept barking and scaring all the birds, so it was worth keeping quiet. So he went... Um, but it was really good. You shoot for a bit. To be honest, mate, you don't shoot for that long, and then you're straight back in the truck. I, I spend the whole day. Danny Grucock was there, and his brother Ben came, and we're both car nerds. Yeah. And all, I mean, shooting's fun, and it's big guns and stuff. But it doesn't really bother me all that stuff. I just want to get in all the trucks they've got, and tractors, and the big, all the big bits of kit they've got, and drive them all off road. That's all I want to do. When I, when I was a student um, at Brunel University, what did you study? Uh, economics. Science. Economics. Shut up. Sports science. Sports science. Um, did you get a degree? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I deferred. I had to defer because of rugby. When are you going back? When are you going back, mate? I haven't really worked that out yet. <laughs> um, I'm hoping they just give me a degree. In Best the laid plans. Say well done. Honourable honorary degree. Yeah. I'm like Richard, the, I'm Richard Hill's got one, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm, but he did win a World Cup. Doctor Shanklin. Yeah. What did you win? Well done. Anyway. Um, and. Uh, a couple of my mates went shooting and come back and they gave me two ducks. So oh, yeah? Thought, yeah, so I thought, oh, I'll have them. So one day I put the marigolds on and plucked them. Yeah. It takes forever, right? Yeah. Pluck a duck. So I got this I got this bare-skinned duck, no yeah. feathers on it, on my chopping board. I've got a big meat cleaver. Yeah. I, I just, not a clue what to do. This is before, like, the internet was accessible on your phones and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I thought, right, I'll just chop its neck off first. So I like line the duck up like that, put the cleaver over his neck, close my eyes, went like that, whoosh, looked down, and missed and chopped half his beak off. <laughs> I thought, oh my god, what am I doing? So I took him down to butchers in the end. Yeah. And they did yeah. it like in, in about two minutes. Yeah. Well now you can just go on YouTube and find out how to exactly. do it without even pluck you don't even pluck him anymore. No. No. Um, just chip chop chop. Not it's not actually that easy, but it's pretty quick. Probably burn the feathers off or something like that. I mean, I just look at them now and they fall off. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Come on in. Take a break in the podcast. It's fine. Come on in. Are you off? Uh, in a minute, shortly, yeah. All right, um, brilliant. We've done the primary paper. That's got dry. Tomorrow morning, what sort of time? Uh, We're just having a chat about the swimming pool. What day is it tomorrow? Wait, where's the swimming pool going? Uh, <laughs> it's not a swimming pool. Um, tomorrow morning, i tell you when it'd be good. About the same, is that all right? Just before nine? Okay, brilliant. Thanks a lot. See you later. Thanks, Dave. His name's Dave. Don't it? come back yet, but oh. no, we're actually. Um... I wondered whose horses they were out the front. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. We're having. We're having. Um, How do you know the cowboys? Oh, they turned up on horses. Decorating done just because we're selling our house. We're having a bit of stuff touched wow. up. We've never actually painted our front door. Getting it painted, it really nice for someone else. Mm. But we are. Um, we're. Do you, in... do you know what they say about when you're selling a house? No. Bake bread. Oh yeah got a little bread maker that's never ever been used because when well. people, people come round see house the smell of bread I was thinking about um, wet dog and kid poo won't that do it 
and blood on the sheets yeah Perfect. yeah three <laughs> it smells a lot of cow shit around here actually mm. it's very very cowy but anyway you're up in newcastle yeah i went so anyway i went shooting and yeah. basically we got on the got on a ruddy lash on a thursday night didn't really had a few ruddy beers and um I thought I was in Hereford to BT Sport sort of your travel out and I said just stick me on a train from Hereford there's no point in me coming back to Bath or Bristol and flying so I didn't think that through did I and five hours on a cramped train to Newcastle a bit hungover but it was a genuinely enthralling match between Bath and Newcastle and Bath on Friday night loved it Um, we'll talk about that game in a minute but then I had to be back here in Bath for Saturday morning for a family thing so I had to drive home from Newcastle after the game. I say drive. Where was your car? Sit in the back and get driven. Oh, okay, yeah. Still a long trek. Hell of a trek. Um, but I'm a pro, Tommy. Yeah. And I didn't have any coffee after 4 p.m. Yeah. And I took my little furry travel collar. Yeah. In my travel bag. The ones you wear on aeroplanes and stuff like that. Yeah. I even took a blanket. Blanky. Still took a little blanky. Before we before we got out the gate at Kingston Park, I was shoes off, feet up in the back of the whip collar on blanket on nighty nights and I no jokes I woke up on pulling onto the drive of my house I've never done that in my life you often say to me that you often ask me the question could you sleep right now I yeah. say no I do you yeah. could I could sleep now I could sleep anytime yeah. never used to be like that I think it's because my wife thinks it's since we had kids and it's more tiring hmm? I think it's since I became clinically obese oh, I thought you were going to say because you had the snip um, no, I haven't had the snip. Have you had the snip? No. Would you? No. Why? Um, I've seen my. I've seen what's done to my mate. You know, the, it it actually bruises it really severely for like a day though, two days. No, mate, might do the manly thing. Then you can just I fire might, away I, without a problem. I might do the manly thing and uh, let her have it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I tell you, do you know the story of the weekend for me? No, I don't. Um, Eleven thirty a.m. Saturday morning. So obviously Adam, morning why do people say a.m. in the morning Adam Jones alright Adam Jones gets a phone call yeah um, to say that he's needed to look after the forwards for the Quins game because Graham Roundtree can't make it for some reason yeah he's, down, he's, he's in Wales it's his day off yeah shoots straight down the M4 yeah turns up at the ground looking after the forwards in charge of the forwards Joe Marler pulls out during the warm up sits on the bench Bomb goes on the bench 20 minutes into the game he's on at loose head and they win yeah is it this is my question for you um, do you play prop just a bit <laughs> just a little um, oh, mate as, as you said oh. I've got international caps on loose head and tight head is my point is that what you asked yeah is it easier to go from the loose to the tight or tight to the loose um, with, without getting too technical it's probably easier to do what he did and go from yeah. tight to okay. loose but I played loose as a rule I was rubbish at tight head people people generally say loose head is easier I would say I'm not I'm not bothered about everyone thinking their position's a tough tougher one I'm not worried about all that I don't think it is as easy as all that but tight head felt properly alien to me yeah. whenever I played there well you've got two people pushing against your shoulders for a start I you? never minded the load it was just the fact that there was weight coming from two places I found it difficult to think about what to do Okay, but um, fair play to him. So, yeah, any hats? Tip them. Very, for, very impressive. Yeah, for that, um, very impressive. So, yeah, that was that was your story of the weekend. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, Friday night was reasonably fascinating. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about it or not, or should we just keep talking about what we've you well, know? What's life? Well, on Brexit? the show today, 
Oh yeah, okay. You want to do a menu, do you? Yeah, we have got. Uh, we're obviously going to be talking about the new tackle interpretation, not the laws, because the laws have always been the same. It's just same speed limits, more points. Mm -hmm. That's very good analogy. Nick right? Mullins did that. I stole it. Did, yeah. Yeah. He's good as well. He is. He's, he's the man. Um, so we're talking about all the incidences that've gone on. There's been loads this weekend as well. Yeah, we're not going to talk about all of them, are we? Not Some all of them. them. Not on the, the, the main ones. Yeah. All right. Um, we've got a British Lion, Welsh International, on the phone. Generally good-looking, formerly good-looking guy. Yeah, Michael Phillips. Yeah. We've taken a call from us, and obviously a lot of the questions that you guys. I've tweeted in, emailed in. Yeah. Um, you can do that on Twitter, yeah. at Flats and Shanks, or an email, which is contact at flatsandshanks.com, and on obviously on Facebook, just Flats and Shanks. Do you use our Facebook page? Um, only when I'm trolling. <laughs> <laughs> only when I'm liking photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Flats and Shanks have liked Ibiza 2011. Yeah, this album. girl's holiday album. That girl's <laughs> holiday album. This. This, your friend's wife's holiday album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would never do that, but that's cool. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Enjoy. So we know you were up in New Assel by Agman. Someone actually tweeted and said, because I'm not very good at impressions or voices, but no, apparently my not. Arnie one was really good. Someone did tweet that, yeah. yeah. It was like he was in the room, they yeah. said. Yeah. I'm right here, kill me. No, that was awful. Okay. The last week was good. What's the matter, Dylan? See how you get... No, that's rubbish. What's the matter, Dylan? See how you got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> mm, if it bleeds, right. you can kill it. <laughs> yeah? All right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So, Newcastle Bath. It was brilliant, actually. Mate, it was a good game. Yeah, really good. Really good game. Yeah. Um, Bath started so slowly, it's... Um, it's such it's such a weird thing, and the the first try that Goniver scored, he basically you know they work in field for a couple of phases. So there's about a there's about a uh, I don't know a twenty five meter short side, it's a big a substantial short side. He just picks up waltzes through the middle and scores. There is no one there, I and mean, they get get bet back to him before the is line. This is when they've just been broken. They've been broken through the middle. Not he picks really. Up the Semi break, like a half break from yeah. Joe Hodgson, and, and it wasn't quick. wasn't wasn't terribly quick ball. 
it was just poor defensive concentration from Bath early in the game and it's a weird thing because people talk about home advantage I it's difficult to difficult to discern what exactly that is and people think of it in different ways but I I look at that and think would that have happened in a big game at the wreck when you'd lost the last couple I think I, I generally believe like home advantage is quite a big thing it's a fair it's it's always nice playing at home your home surroundings your home pitch you're comfortable but I honestly believe you switch on you turn up and you, you give that extra 5-10% yeah. when you're at home um, yeah. it's, it's a strange one because effectively you're still playing on a pitch which has the same dimensions and what have you but after yeah. that gone of a try how on earth did Rocco oh my days Dagoonie score in that corner oh. it was one of those it was one of those tries like a couple of weeks ago he just shouldn't have finished but he did yeah, it's just there's when you think how strong Gonover is, who got him as well, yeah. got him in time as well. Like Gonover's been a great signing for Newcastle. Yeah, it's a great signing from Leicester because he's yeah. big. He's like the Claremont wingers used to be. Nalanga, Nalanga, yeah, probably Nalanga. just an extra Civiartu. back row. That's the one. Yeah, an extra back row on the field. I think Civiartu's a Citroen van. Was it? No, <laughs> no. But yeah, he's he's kind of got everything. Yeah, he yeah. has. Um, he was at fault though for George Ford's try. That was, and it was a really good bit of defence from Scotty Lawson actually pilot Scotty Lawson was I did my best to take the piss because I commentated on that game I did my best to take the piss out of Scotty a bit and you shouldn't do that if you've got mates playing but I don't care I do it anyway because mm. I have fun and I, I I know Scotty reasonably well having played against him for years and also been on a couple of stag do's with him and mm. he's a real nice fella and um, he was as much as I did my best to take the mickey out of him, he was outstanding. I, rec- I almost reckon he's playing the best rugby he's ever played really? up there. He defended like an absolute demon. He was battering people. Um, great bit of defence, but Gonover just lost his, it's lost funny his that, mind a bit. If the ball hadn't shot out the back of that mall, Bath wouldn't have scored. But because no. it did, he flies off the line. You're trying to put pressure on the defender. He's gone for the intercept. You know, if, if he catches that, he's a hero. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's being carried off like dead poet society. Like Will, yeah. Car- like Will Carl in the Grand Slam. Like Francois Pienaar told me once, he said, honestly, I was like, oh, you played in this, he went home, he missed a Saris game to play in a tribute game or something. And I was like, who's the tribute for? And he was like, to me, a tribute to me. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, they were getting me off. Francois, Francois, getting me off. And I expected him to laugh. No laugh. No. <laughs> he meant it. Um, yeah. No doubt it was true. But yeah, that was a bit of a brain fart from Gonover. But Rocco, Rocco makes, he makes the crazy look See, he wasn't initially Easy. in the squad, was he? But he's come into the squad due to injury things. Yeah, squad. yeah, um, um, yeah. But he, he defensively, if you run into him, he will, he will knock you into next week. Like he's mm. aggressive. He's. I mean, let's just. I don't want to generalise too much, but he's Fijian, and there aren't many Fijian wingers that won't whack you if you run into them. Anthony Watson, though, setting up his two tries. Yeah, class, rapid, class, so good. Like. Yeah. such quick feet when he gets the ball he's not even running at full pace when he gets the ball but his lateral movement yeah. able to do, for, for him to get on the outside of defenders just draws in the outside yeah. draws in the wing or the outside centre gets them to bite throws a pass he was he was looking very good yeah and, and his hair was looking good as well yeah he looked great mm. um, but he he is fabulous isn't he he's fabulous mm. but Rocco ball in hand is a, yeah. the man in the premiership but defensively it's just so important and you can't ignore it like I watched Christian Wade long I watched him um, yeah he got brushed off by Gonover yeah. and I watched Christian Wade live on Sunday which we'll talk about in a second he's just electric and I love watching him um, and I think his defence is better than people give him credit for but it just compare him to Jack Knoll that's what I'm saying 
Mm. Um, I mean, from what Jack Knowles said, Eddie Jones wants one electrically fast winger and one mute, one really, really, you know, sort of aggressive, um, hugely competent winger who does a lot of work and gets a lot of things right and low error count, high work rate winger. That's what Jack Knowles is for them. Johnny Mays the flyer. I just wonder if Christian Wade might not get a shot at some point as that flyer. What you have got, mate, at the moment is a lot of class wingers playing well. Mm. Mm. Good position to be in when you look at Wales. Mm. Not many wingers. No, putting their hand up. It was actually I felt a bit sorry for Cuthbert the weekend because he didn't have the greatest game against Glasgow. Glasgow again were brilliant, and Tommy Seymour. Yeah, what a player he is. He's gone on the lines, isn't he? Has to. Yeah. Has to. Um, Even he, though he's Scottish, he, he was born in Nashville. Was he? Apparently so. I, again, I could be wrong, but no, you said it now, mate. It's right. I, I'm sure he's born in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you watch go. Nashville? Do you ever watch that? No. Yeah, well, the first couple of series are really good. It's gone to apps, gone to the dogs now. It's but the commentary was in Welsh, and luckily I speak a little bit, so I could translate it. And uh, the, the commentator said they panned across to Cuthbert um, after he dropped the ball over the line, and Ugh. so there he is, Alex Cuthbert, with his head in his hands, and then Gwyn Jones, who was the analyst, said, "Oh, he doesn't drop it." <laughs> it didn't make me laugh but, but I also felt, felt sorry for him um, but yeah so I'd, to be honest I'd rather have commentators taking the piss out of me a bit than I would you know feeling genuine pity I don't know maybe, maybe. so a great win for Newcastle it seemed to have turned a corner uh, really good they they just did so a Joel Hodgson play so it's funny you get when whenever you as you all know all the media work you do Tommy whenever you do media work you get basically every time you compliment any team the team they have beaten um, will have some fans who object to you complimenting the other team too much or not complimenting their team enough or something right? yes. so whatever you say Brian Moore told me this years ago now he's particularly aggressive in his views but I love that and he said to me whatever you say there will be people that don't like it. So if you say, I like to drink tea in the mornings, there will be somebody that objects to that because, do you know what? Some wow. some people don't get the access to cups of tea and how do you think they feel reading that? You know, whatever it is. So there will be people that don't like it. I got one guy uh, saying to me, he wasn't being aggressive at all actually on that, he was perfectly nice, but he said, how long can we ignore Joel Hodgson for? How much longer? I was like, what do you mean, how long can we ignore him? He's like, He's had about eight good games. Like he's a very good player, but he's had seven or eight good games, like if that this season. And you know, he's very good, and he was very, very good on Friday night. And if an alien had landed at Kingston Park on Friday night and had to decide which of those, which of him and George Ford was the international fly half, you'd have said Joel Hodgson on Friday night. But I mean, come on, he's had a, he's had a handful of good games. <laughs> there was an alien there, there was there? Um, no, Ugo was there. Yeah. Have you seen Ugo naked? Kind of alien to me. <laughs> Join us with you. Got a vision now. Um, yeah. Ooh. Uh, Northampton, Bristol. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting. Mate, I I, I again think Bristol. I know they haven't had the results mm. all year, but they're certainly looking like a better team than they were three months ago. Yeah. Um, I know they're playing Northampton, who who are still who are struggling a little bit to find a bit of form as well. Yeah. But I I believe it's since Woodward. Clive Woodward's son has filled in for them at 15. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's not actually their son. Jason Woodward, he's a Kiwi. Who's come no, he's, he's actually Edward's son. Oh, okay. Remember Edward? Yeah. Edward Woodward? Hmm. The equaliser. Remember him? <laughs> nope. Why Why did Edward Woodward 
have four D's in his name. If he hadn't, it'd have been EY Woo Woo. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, it's good. Mate, think about it. Anyway, Jason's dad, Edward. Mm. Edward's son, Jason. Yeah, he's the best thing that's happened to Bristol this year, without question. Hugely. hugely. Really good player. Now, One of the best finds. Yes, yes. Kicks as well. He's like, right, you're the best player. You kick a goal. I think, well. I think Robbo signed him, you know. Did he? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Robbo signed him, and now they're getting loads of credit for signing him, but the man who signed him has been binned. But they no longer look like, you know, the whipping boys of the Aviva Prem. They look like a quality art. They wish to look like that at the moment. Yeah, they do. They're struggling. But Bristol, I heard an interesting thing from Bristol. Now, I have got absolutely nothing to substantiate this. I could probably find out in about 10 minutes, but I forgot. I've been doing loads of other stuff this morning, yeah? Yeah. Um, it's Monday morning, very busy time for me, Tommy. Um, had to go and do a wad, yeah? Work out of the day. And I... Yeah, so Bristol, basically what happens is all the referees make the decisions they make and then they review them in the following week and they tell you which ones, which of the big decisions, whatever, were on reflection, after analysis, incorrect. Okay. And it's something along the lines of Bristol have had 11 or 12 tries disallowed this season, nine of which were actually tries. Really? Yeah. Right, and they had three disallowed at Northampton. I spoke to someone, I haven't seen them yet. I've only seen the extended highlights. They don't put those bits in because you can't be every game live. So you basically see all the live rugby, the live bits, you know. So they... They're basically the deficit is they are there's a chart so basically how much have they been given that they shouldn't have been given so how many things have they been awarded they shouldn't have been awarded on reflection because it okay. works that way too they're massively behind on the chart so they their their view is that they are um, unofficially this is their view they might make it a formal at some point I don't know they are basically losing out in the decisions when compared with the big teams so compare Bristol with Saracens yes. Saracens get way more decisions that they should get than Bristol get so Bristol get way more disallowed so subconsciously refs are favouring the the more the bigger teams because they believe they're better players that's the query what'd you call me uh, what'd you, <laughs> I don't think you're talking about refs why yeah. are you saying the, I don't think for one minute any, there is any ref that does it intentionally and, no. I, do, and I don't that's know that's what I mean do, subconsciously yeah, I don't know if they do it accidentally so I don't know if this stuff is true or real because I haven't seen it substantiated but I've read about it before and 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 it's quite interesting. It seems like the bottom team, like Bristol, are getting not getting the rub of the green in refereeing terms. But Bristol did a great job. Do you know what was probably the most annoying thing for him at the weekend is I think it was Woodward scored his try, mm. conversion. I think went over, receiving a kick. Now thinking about exit routes, Will Cliff charged down. Yeah, by JJ Hamrahan. Scored just kills him straight Savage. away. Savage. Robbie Lily. Garden. Um, John Thomas, the defensive coach, must just be pulling his hair out with that. Yeah, such a soft try to give him when you've taken the lead. The first thing you do is just secure the ball. You know, if you're not under pressure, you kick. If you're under pressure, yeah. you two or three rucks, and then you split the field either side, possibly, or you keep it to the corner and you box kick. Yeah, but they just let Hanrahan in. I, t- I tell you another Brutal. thing. I was Will Cliff's been really good this season as well. That's poor, horrible for him. Yeah, good singer as well. Nice mm. Um uh, We said at the start of the season probably the biggest signing that most impact is Pickamoles and mm. again oh my days scored a try and created one for Tom Wood do you see it it's he's the a, balance mate I like know. he's not just being big and strong there's loads of big strong blokes yeah it's the balance but it's skill yeah it's the balance it's a skill but he's just a hard man to pick because he doesn't run through people he sort of stops all the time he twists he turns mm. he's very thick set isn't he so yeah. just manages to wriggle out of tackles all the time he's not like 
Faletau, um, you know, in the wide channels, sidestepping. He's really good, close quarters. Heavy step. traffic, mate. Heavy traffic. And that try for Tom Wood. I mean, those, it, it's a good pickup with good explosive power, mm -hmm. really good balance, footwork, determination to stay on his feet, <clears throat> low centre of gravity, and then a beautiful offload. And by the way, Tom Wood looked properly quick when he got that, didn't he? Properly flew onto that. Mm. The wild axe man of the Midlands. Is, yeah. he a, is he a big bloke, Tom Wood? Yes. He is, is he? Bigger than he looks. I always think he looks quite skinny on telly. Yeah. He he's, quite, he's quite a he's big bloke, yeah. Um, he's very, very strong. And he's a mega, mega trainer. Yeah. So he's very, very strong. fit. Not strong as you and me, but very strong. Okay, yeah. Um, I remember going up to Saints and... Um, I did an interview with Alex and Ethan Waller, the two props, two brothers. Um, very nice lads. And they were a bit late. They said, we're going to be a bit late because they're in the gym. I said, what are they doing in the gym? Are they doing squats? I said, oh, can I have a look? And they wouldn't let me. Couldn't, I couldn't get in. The door was locked and they, they didn't, I didn't know the combination kind of thing or whatever it was. Couldn't get in there. And when I came out, I said to the media guy, you just got to find out what weights they're squatting because I'm into that stuff. And he said, they're doing 270 on the squat. And I was like, that is punchy for like young props. Good? Like, yeah, that's a lot. I was like, "Poor, that is punchy." Um, I then found out they don't go all the way down. No. They're not asked to grasp me. Do they go below ninety? I don't know. I don't know, Tom. I, I didn't want to ask, mate. Yeah. Because then you become that guy that asks to go all the way down, and they have to say no, and then it's, uh, you know. I know what you mean. So orcs. Whatever like, Alex Waller's doing, he should keep doing it because he's fit all the time. It's like the guys who do a bench, but they don't go all the way down. Oh, it hurts their shoulder, they say. Oh, Tommy. Or they put a little bit of block of wood there oh Tommy yeah. it's not a bench session if I haven't got a little red mark across the front of my chest mm. at the end of it mm. you know I want it bouncing off that big or chins I, want... I hate it when people do bent arm chins yeah but the thing is I can't do proper chins because I've had elbow reconstructions and shoulder recons I'm 130 I can, I can pull the weight up I'm 35 I, can't, I can pull the weight up alright not as mm. often not as, reg not as easily as you but I I, can ha I can't hang from a bar so I can't stand because my our elbows and shoulders just can't hang they're knackered pop out won't they like a chicken leg or something like that yeah yeah. so what are we talking about Rugger um, Will Cliff brutal for him but I must say what I, what I do want to do is um, a month or two ago a month or so ago I was one of the ones saying I don't know how you fix Bristol I don't know where they go from here they're not good enough in defence they're not good enough in attack Dwayne Peel has done really good stuff with that attack I mm. think Jason Woodward has helped a lot but it's all very well having him. You've got to find ways to use him. So Dwayne Peel is doing well on there. If you've got a player like that, you have he, for one, has to have the ball in hand as much as possible. And that's not just returning kicks. It's in open play. In good position. It's in phase play. Yeah. So they have to play a wider game. And at the moment, they are playing that. Um, I'm not sure who their 13 was at the weekend. Do you know? Threaten Palamo. Yeah, look really good. Really good pass. You know, he him. is a G unit, mate. He's massive. But his passing game is good as well. So yeah, it you know, is, he's yeah. not selfish. He's getting the ball into Woodward's hands. And what Woodward does is, because he because he is actually pretty fast, he mm -hmm. manages to get on the outside of the 13, draws the winger in. The winger tries to tackle him, but he's got that ability to get the get his shoulders through the contact, get the ball out the side of the, the hand, yeah. feed Vandell or someone like that. That's I, invaluable. I, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if Jason Woodward isn't a bit like James O'Connor in that um, yeah it could be so I remember playing for he's England he's bigger though I think yeah I remember playing for England A or whatever on the, the midweek team on tour in 2010 in, in Australia and 
I can't remember what coach it was, but we're defence. It might have been Mike Ford. Mike Ford actually. It's the drift. That's what we call it. The, yeah, the, the drift. The driftwood. Yeah. So we're midweekers, a dirt trackers, and we're at the drift, and we're playing against Australia A. And Mike Ford talking about this guy called James O'Connor, who apparently was super hot shit, and he was the next big thing. And they were like, just get hold of him, whack him. He's little. He won't like it up him, kind of thing. Anyway, he scored a hat trick and got taken off after 50 minutes. He was not big, and he like Nick Abendanen in a way maybe even stronger he ran into you and you think I'm going to nail this lad Benders mm. and you I remember I Mirzi and I tackled James O'Connor together really hard like quite hard and we stopped we properly stopped him but we were like wow that is a properly strong bloke can I ask you something about Benders yeah is that what he's called yeah no Bendy Bendy yeah. um, how was he on Don't Drop the Egg so Don't Drop the Egg is like some sort of spoof um, it's his mate Ori that does it okay Don't Drop the Egg is some sort of spoof Documentary about yeah, these, rugger, banter. Yeah, about these rugby boys um, who <clears throat> part-time rugby. Yeah, um, and it's just following them around in their lives. It's, it's a bit like The Office. And they're like, yeah. get up in the morning, shake, train, shake, lunch, shake. Yeah, gym, shake. Yeah, cheeky bed. Nando's, shake. Yeah, they're they're, they're but, good lads. But, but yeah, they're fascinated with Nick Abendanen. Yeah, but it's Ori, the guy, the main guy in it. Yeah, um, he's Nick's, he's Bendy's best mate from school, okay. Chuck College. It's, it's worth a look. So if you type into YouTube, Chuck College, the yeah. um, they are very funny actually. Good. Yeah, it's good. And um, <coughs> but Ori, the main guy from Don't Drop the Egg, is um, I hope you won't mind me saying, is a terrible drunk. Really? So he's a stand-up comedian in okay. real life. He's, oh, is he? Yeah, very funny bloke. But he is a terrible drunk, and he really offends people. So he came to Bath a few times with Nick and was like offending people and whatever but the lads don't really mind but then Jimmy Skaysbrook who played flanker at Bath for a while who's a proper like uh, proper brummy and his his girlfriend at the time not with her anymore was a proper brummy and they were like they were hard basically um, I'm considerably richer than you yeah and then Bendy's posh mate Ori started offending Skays's missus yeah about somehow um, I don't know. Then we did something not too Probably bad. But anyway, one of Skazer's mates, Molly, 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 Molly. Yeah, and and I one of Skazer's brummy mates uh, laid him out in a nightclub in Bath. Like bang, we're like, oh my god, no one's ever hit anyone in Bath. Mm. And Bendy was there, and this lad was like, sorry, Bendy, but he's being well out of order. To put him to sleep, mate. To put him to sleep. And Bendy was like, no, no, it's absolutely fair enough. <laughs> absolutely fair enough. He's an absolute tosser. Let's get him home. Set the tone for Carl Ferns and that's not, yeah, that's, that's not how Bendy speaks. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but I suppose the, the, the most controversial game of the lot has to be Farathund and Exeter. Yeah, mega controversial. It? Yeah, so Saracens, Exeter, 13 all, and a red card. Who was the red card for? The red card is for Richard Barrington. Barrington. Um, gets red carded for a tackle on Jeff Parling. Jeff Parlin. Um, and after Barrett had swung a left in and knocked him out, Barrington. Just before, just before we, we crack into this, I, I was once, um, probably about a couple of years ago, I was in Tiger Tiger, and, and I, I think a girl recognised me a little bit and started chatting to me, and uh, she said, what's your name? And I went, oh, it's, uh, I don't know why, I just said, it's Jeff Parlin, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was it, and I'm going to chat for a bit. The next day I thought, I wonder, wonder, wonder if I should check his profile on so I check his profile on Twitter and she only got and followed him <laughs> Parling gets Parling gets properly laid out doesn't he oh yeah um, it's horrible yeah it's me Bar- Barrington gets a red card for it which I think is harsh yeah I personally don't think that was a red card offence I think he 
the red card should have been for Barrett for his fo- uh, straight arm into Barrett into uh, Parlin's jaw. Yeah. Um, I don't think that knocks out Parlin, but Barrington's coming in. It, it's instant. It's like half a second. He doesn't have time to react. You know, he he's not going to know Jeff Parlin's going to all of a sudden. Yeah, but the point is, if you're aiming, if you look at it from behind, end on from behind he sinks from standing at full height he sinks about six inches max to make that hit if you're if you're sinking to waist height you're safe but some people don't tackle waist height you know that some people no not not everyone not everyone tackles normally no but that's the point they're trying to bring the average height down they're trying to force those guys so for example i really couldn't tackle at that height the last few years of my career i had to tackle hard up top because if you imagine you tackling someone around the waist head on almost Mm. It's like a, it's like getting hit on top of your shoulder, effectively. But then two people got knocked out the weekend for hip on a I think head. it was three, actually. James Haskell, another one. Yeah. So aiming at the hip, the hip is a hard bit of bone as mm. well. But I couldn't take the impact on top of my shoulders because they would have dislocated. So I effectively tackled my chest and the front of my but, but then, shoulders. Do you think that there should be there should be some onus on the, the player carrying the ball in? If, if Jeff Parlin, whatever he is, eight foot four, mm. is going to sink that low carrying the ball into contact there is going to be some sort of collision with his head yeah I, well no I don't, I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can put the onus on the ball you don't want guys running in upright but how, how, do you know, how do you know people are going to be running that low it, it's I think you sink low enough to account for it I think that's the idea like they used to in the old days well you might as well just make everyone's got to tackle below hip height maybe they'll get there seriously maybe it'll get there and the offload will come back, and you can still. It's funny like, you watch like Lomu rugby. You watch, yeah. You watch um, a couple of guys I've watched defend really well recently. One of them is Max Laheef, and he makes a lot of dominant hits, and he makes almost all of them around waist height. So he hits people where they're soft, and they're in situations where normally you would hit high. So they're around the fringes mm. where normally you'd hit high, partly because it stops the offload, but also because in the fr- around the fringes of the breakdown, you've got the bigger units generally they're more tired and they're less fit you know as than the other guys relatively so it takes more energy to sink low and drive up than it does to just stand your ground and no you, you are right check. but all people have different tackle techniques absolutely but I think they're trying to bring the average height down so um, do you know what I thought about the weekend I by the way I thought I thought double red for that really yeah I thought red for Barrett um, nothing for Barrington but the question now is has there been foul play accidental's got nothing to do with it anymore yes there was yes so at what point did he make contact shoulder straight to face okay not good what how much force was there well enough force to stop a human being a big human being so quite a lot of force and was it was he in control no or he wouldn't have done it yeah but for me barrington if i'm coming around the corner i'm running as low as that then there's no way i'm going to be able to get underneath you you know so no head head on head on side on it's easy because you can hit the rib cage you've got all that Head on, you got to sink and take it. That's what I think. Mm. You can't. We can't bash people head on. Well, I disagree. Anymore. I don't think Barrington was a red card whatsoever. I think Barrett was a red card. No, I. I what I'm saying is, according to how the laws are now being interpreted. Yes. Um, no, but I think he interpreted it wrong. The ref. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why um, do you think Barrington's not? Uh, how because that... because Barrington's coming in as a, as a second tackler. Barrett makes a first tackle, hits him high around the jaw. Yeah. Um, Barrington's come to f- finish off the tackle, so he he's not physically making a tackle he's he's a secondary defender coming in so yeah. you're not always going to be as low as a first defender but doesn't that give license to second tacklers to come in and do what they want then well Barrett could have dropped him straight away he could have gone on the ball so 
you got split second. He had a split second. Ba uh, Barrett didn't have a split second to react. Barrett went high. He saw him come around the corner. But you know, remember when Dylan Hartley swung that arm in against yeah. Sean O'Brien the other week? Yeah. That counted out of control because he was trying to basically swing his arm into his back. Yeah. Okay. Sean O'Brien dipped suddenly because of the tackle from yeah. someone else. And because he's out of control, he can't adjust that. And the movement he has begun is going to going to complete regardless of where it lands. That's what Barrington's done. So he's unable to adjust. So he I, has don't to think I don't think Barrington's arm is that high. I think he's, he's... No, it's his shoulder. It's his shoulder in the face. So I, I know exactly what you're saying, mm. but I think um, if you want to have an arm wrestle about it, I'll, I'll kick you in the nuts, all right? Um, have you seen the film Concussion? No, not yet. Will Smith. Please watch it, right? Because I think it could be relevant to, to rugby these days. So mm. Concussion is a film about American footballers who play for a, a number of years, but they're not... They're not told about the the effects of all these concussions they're getting and mm -hmm. how it affects the brain and stuff. So they start going a little bit crazy and they start committing suicide and, and stuff like that. And Will Smith's a I hope I don't spoil this plot for anyone, but yeah. Will Smith ends up taking on the NFL mm -hmm. um, and it's a, it's a long standing battle. But he ends up winning and a load of players um, take out. Um, Lawsuits, 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 lawsuits against, against, the against the NFL and get paid because they wouldn't have known about the effects. Now, could this, is this IRB, whatever, trying to watch their backs and look after their backs because... 100%. Because they don't have any lawsuits against them. But... 100%. I know for a fact there's, a pl there's players now from a few years ago looking to seek legal advice because yep. they, were, well, they weren't told about the effects of concussion back... Yep. 10, 15 years ago. Someone said something to me recently. It might have been on Twitter, actually. And you get a load of knobs message you on Twitter. You also get loads of really cool people and you get loads of really bright people. And I think someone really bright sent a message to me saying, rugby, these these law amendments and the governance of sort of the refereeing now um, is like someone has finally instructed high-end lawyers into sort of for world rugby or whatever it is. World rugby have finally written a decent, written a big check for some proper lawyers and, and it's it's almost like they're covering themselves now they are. for the lawsuits they think might arise a decade from now to say just to show we did all we could yeah that's true but you, you're talking now 10-15 years ago when players were playing yeah and there might be some side effects that players are seeing now which do you know what mate and this is this is kind of um, we can laugh about this because it's me <clears throat> but for a while now for a couple of months you've wet the bed I've been wet the bed again yeah I've um I've been seeing visions of you in my sleep. Now I've I've been struggling with uh, like mental recall and stuff like that. So I'm it doesn't affect me day to day hardly no. at all. But there are times like when I'm luckily I can just talk as you can see now. But there are times when I'm on TV. You're trying to find a name or something. Trying word. to find not a name. They're generally all right. What I find is this was my point. This was the point I was about to say, and it's gone. So I spoke and I, luckily it comes back to me, but it yeah. goes and it doesn't catch me out I'm not nervous about it on TV I'm still confident and having fun on the TV but it does has started to make me wonder and you know my wife jokes about the only jobs you forget to do are the ones you can't be asked doing like going to the charity shop and picking up eggs or whatever you don't forget to go and order your new car or buy yourself some shoes yeah. that is fair but the things I forget are adding up I'm sure I feel like they might be adding up and up and up and I just wonder and having spoken to oh jeez I think it was Correct me if I'm wrong. It was I. Not correct if I'm wrong. One of these is wrong. It's either Jamie Roberts or Christian Day. I can't remember. But it's not about how many. T I was only knocked out cold two or three times as a player. 
it's not about those times necessarily it's about all the seemingly inconsequential whacks you took to the head mm. and geez we would have taken loads I'd have taken more than you in the front five but you would have taken more high velocity hits because you're moving quicker so all the times you hit the ground and catch knees that sort of stuff so I have been wondering lately I'm not must say I'm not worried not because I think I know everything but because yeah, not much no. I can do about it but I, did you notice when you got here I was chugging pints of water I'm, I've just been Googling it and it's I thought, you, I thought you were finally learning how to neck a pint <laughs> that's what I'm training for I'm fi- I've just been Googling the it and it's like do you know what if you're dehydrated it can have an effect on your memory recall and stuff like do that do you know what so I find I'm, myself doing I'm this? That out. this is serious um, I've this been, is serious yeah sometimes I pick my kids up from school sometimes I've got to go into the actual school and I see a load of real complicated maths equations on the board and um, I end up filling them in and, and stuff like that um, real complicated algebra equations and I just fill them in as I go along and my best mate's Ben Affleck <laughs> you're a bellend <laughs> you I'm, trying to, I'm trying to offer a really you know I'm trying to mate I'm, I was with you all the way reveal, you're, you're opening to, up to me then I'm trying you? to reveal my soul to you that I think I might have uh, might have done my head in um, so, so what, what, what can we do then to to fix this? I mean, refs will have different interpretations. That's the hardest thing because some will. Yeah, but twas ever thus, Tommy. Twas ever thus. They yeah, but, but yeah, they've had different interpretations. But most of that has been about the breakdown, and it's been about penalty um, to a side or or not giving a penalty to a side. Now we're talking about yellow and red cards, which mm. is a lot more serious because you could, you know, you're down to fourteen, thirteen men. So, well, do you know? No. Do you know? No. Because it's not our game. We can talk about football um, and be as aggressive as we want. I like the Sam Allardyce chats. They're my favourite. They're my favourite. Yeah. Well. What did What did he start off again? What when he invented he, when he invented fitness? Yeah, that's right. He invented fitness. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, what a poor job. Um, but you know, we look at it and say all the whinging to the ref, the diving, say just faking injuries, right? That will come into the game. Yeah, but Massively it's now. But it's really easy to it's really easy to get out of the game because every time. Use a big screen to find out if someone's dived. If they've dived, red card them. I saw one at the weekend. Um, I, haven't, I haven't finished my point oh, yet. Sorry, this is a really good point, okay? Mm. Maybe. So, red card them. And if you see it after the game, cite them and red and ban them for a week, right? So, it's quite easy to stop it because you just hammer them for it. So, what World Rugby is saying is, perhaps what World Rugby is saying is, we need to do something real quick about people getting concussion because... I spoke to someone the other day who works in... He's director of sport at a big public school, not Danny Grucock, someone else. And he said that his height, a, across his across all the sports, mm. they average one kid a week with concussion in different sports. One male, one female, sorry. So two kids a week. What age is... School age. Okay. So yeah. this is at school. The kids are getting concussed all the time. Were you ever concussed at school? No. no, 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 never, no, no. I'm sure I was knocked out, but it was never called concussion. It was no. just dig in. So um, what I mean is it's... World Rugby are thinking we have to do something now and do you know what the easiest way to get the average height of tackles down is to start yellow and red carding people for not doing it just like they, we want to get diving out of football they want to get headshots out of rugby it's also to coach the kids you know now that are 7, 8, 9, 10 how to correctly tackle and, you know, yeah. gone are the days where you can try and seal off the ball tackle high tackle around the rib cage yeah. um, it's huge because some players have got absolutely terrible technique yeah. One for Lee half, strong. Lee Halfpenny. Yeah. Like side tackle fine, but head on, he's got himself in so many pickles yeah. all the time because he gets it he gets his body position wrong. He's the bravest yeah. bloke you'll ever see. Yeah. But he gets it wrong all the time. He's not as brave as Matt Perry, second bravest okay. bloke. Ever. Fine. Yeah. A top fourteen game. Yeah. And um he goes up for the ball. Mm. I think it's a genuine 
challenge. Two people up in the air, goes to the ball, collects it, lands. The ball is then knocked on by uh, a Toulon foot and the referee blows up because of the contact that was made in the air. Mm. And you can then see Halfpenny just I milking it a little bit mm. when most players would just get straight back on their feet and carry on. Yeah. But the point was the challenge was a completely legal challenge, but yeah, didn't see anything wrong with it whatsoever. Yeah. So uh, actually, we'll try and post that on our um, yeah, on job. our web page. Yeah, it's your job for the month. Yeah, I'll write it down. Um, so some other stuff happened. That's the Saracens game. Fascinating, uh, fascinating draw. They did incredibly well. Their defence was amazing against Exeter Chiefs. And I tell you what, Alex Tazowski at ten is the new Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, because he, he batters people he bashed um, Waldrum in the hit re- on his own line then he bashed Sam Hill who's mega strong like mm. cow strong bashed him in the second half he is a tough tough kid I like him I like him a lot um, then I was at uh, Wasps against Leicester first game without Cockers Ooh, I like that game for Leicester and first half mate we thought you were going to see Leicester fly out the blocks full of emotion for their old boss and that sort of stuff they were flat as pancakes, mate. They got shredded. Mm. Wasps were unbelievable. The pace and tempo they play and the skills they have. Christian Wade, joke. Elliot Daly, joke. Jimmy Gopeth was amazing in the first half. Dan Robson. Dan Robson, for me, could well find himself on the bench for the Six Nations behind Ben Youngs. I think he's been that good. Yeah. Um, and But shining above all of them, above all of them, Tommy, was Thomas Young, Dye's mm-hmm. boy. Welsh lad. He... He is. He's not that big, but he is that strong. He must get it from his mutant dad. He's very. He's thick set, is what he is. Yeah, he is. I mean, we, I keep I feel like I'm saying everyone's brilliant. No, I said Anthony Watson's brilliant because he is. Thomas Young is. Shall I just call him Tom? Yeah. Tom Young is a mega, mega, mega rugby player. And I, I just mentioned. I mentioned a couple of the Wasp boys on the sideline at the end of the game. I said, I said, what do you make of Tom Young? He's pretty good, isn't he? And they both said. They both looked at me and said, mate, he is a machine. He's a machine. See, I remember him. He used to be ball boy at um, Cardiff Blues. Did he? Him and his brothers. He's got th- three brothers, I think. Yeah. Um, and I still see him as that little boy there, giggling away, running to get the ball. Yeah. You know, like during a game, I'd tell him a little joke or something like that. Did you? He'd looking for the ball. Be like, boys, boys. And they were, they were probably like 12, 13. Yeah. So you, say you've got a message from China and pull your mouth apart and stuff like that. And I'll do it. Hang on. Go on. Oh, that's a vagina. But <laughs> a massive what, mate? <laughs> but, but during games you'd do that. Yeah, it'd have to be. We'd be playing against someone like Connaught or something like that. You know. Yeah. Back in the day when they weren't the greatest. Yeah. Or the Gwent Dragons. Remember when we were playing for Saris years ago, both single, and there were those. There was that couple of. There was like a girl who's a photographer or something on the sideline, or two photographers or something, and they were they were like our sort of age. I remember being in a game with you and I was like, isn't that photographer? And you're like, yeah, fit. Like, oh, lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is playing unbelievably well, isn't he? Well, he's got pace as well. Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, good he's carrier. Hands, yeah, composed in space. Like he's And he's really strong. I really think strong. He, gets, he gets his shoulders through the contact and then he's on the floor on his own, but he gets back up really quickly, carries mm-hmm. on, makes another four or five yards, but comfortable ball in hand as well. Yeah, um, I mean, really good. Christian Wade, first try. Yeah. Did you see him? Yeah. How cool he was after chewing gum. Oh, mate. Do you know what, mate? Everyone, not everyone. Some people have talked about the health risks of mm. chewing gum. All right. I tell you what. Um, Darren Garforth tried once to rip the cheek off my face. All right. That's a health risk. Mm. Okay. Peter Cloacy once did his best 
to stub out my head like a cigarette butt. Hop- that is a health risk. Hopawate. Hopawate. Yeah, you used to try and put thing. Well, you got fined. Fingers up bums. Fingers yes. up bums. Yeah. But um, were you at Sat? You were still at Sarries, and we played Hopawate Touch. Remember John Hopwate? John Hopwate, for the listeners who don't know, is a rugby league player in Australia who got banned. He he would he would make tackles and put his fingers up, um, play, uh, play up lads' bums. bums. Yeah, yeah. And it was like properly, but he'd properly shove him up there, like it was yeah. really bizarre. Right. And evidently he was hard as nails, so no one would chin him for it. Whatever, so it was like a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway, after he got done, we used, we played a couple of games of Hopwate touch at Sarries. So to touch, <laughs> you didn't have to that. touch him. Uh, but to touch them, you had to do, let them go past and try and stick your thumb. I mean, outside the shorts. I mean, we weren't. We weren't. I would have liked that. Yeah, it's just your cup of tea, that, wouldn't it? Ah, a bit of team bonding, isn't it? Yeah. Team morale. I remember saying to Johnny Wilkinson, I'll tell you what we should do for a warm up in our England session. Like, Hopoate touch. He's like, yeah, we've been doing that at Newcastle. Like, have you? Yeah, so have we. Everyone was doing it except mm. you, mate. Um, anyway, he's mega. Tom, Tom Young is a mega player. But He's got to play for Wales, surely. Um, yeah. I think he'd be involved in the squad because he covers six and seven. I- You've got loads of them though, mate. I know, well, you think you've got Warburton, Tipperick, you've got Falatau, you've got a guy called Dan Baker playing well at the Ospreys, yeah. and, and also Moriarty. Lydia's out, but I, I do think, I really do think Thomas Young will be involved in the Six Nations squad. They are talking about him in Wales for sure, but mm. but Christian Wade chewing gum, mate, so cool, so cool. Oh, he moved doesn't on wear a gum Christian Wade either. Yeah. I love it, yeah, I, he just, doesn't he? I no. suppose, yeah. No, can't chew. One's got to give, hasn't it? What, mouth guard? Yeah, I suppose yeah. it has, yeah. I mean, but I... I just like I he doesn't because he doesn't he's not putting on a strut mm. he just walks like you only see a sprinter walk and you think you are way more athletic than me he's like that he walks like he just tears to shreds and he could Marlon Williams put something on Twitter um, over the weekend about Dai Young and what a good job he's done at, at <clears throat> Wasps Wasps and how good he was at Cardiff Blues and Nuggle all of a sudden got slated for, for saying saying that everyone's talking Nugget about did. yeah talking about the budget that Dai's got and it's easy when you've got more money and stuff like that mm. and they think they, right they've signed some big players mm. there's no doubt about that Curtly Beale um, probably been the biggest but he played know, about four games to be fair Jimmy Gopeth wouldn't cost you mega 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 bucks nor Eastman nor would someone like Guy Thompson Elliot Daly they've retained Jake Joe Lawsbury Matt Mullen yeah Ashley Johnson you know, Jake Cooper so, Willie dead right yeah so there's plenty of talent there which aren't Nathan Hughes where'd he get him from we didn't, we didn't know Nathan Hughes was yeah did we no you know Dan Robson good signing from Gloucester yeah really good signing yeah so there's players there which aren't you know your typical marquee players on mm. big dollar top dollar yeah um, mm. and anyway there are, go to France mate there are loads of clubs with bigger wage bills on that that don't play the rugby they play yeah you've got to be good you've got to be good at running things and my point is he could be in line I think for next Welsh coach should agree mm. should agree I can't see past him really uh, mainly because he's 8 feet wide he is a massive bloke he's huge but that game was um, half time you just thought Leicester are going to get pumped here could be the same again I felt, I said I bet that's the same again second half like if Leicester don't come out and they came out properly offended and it's when they're at their best but I do think you watch them play with that much passion and physical aggression that sort of stuff and you think that's fine but that doesn't actually win you no. titles. What wins you titles is playing great rugby and scoring points and being hard to score against. And um, they properly fronted up. Mike Williams and Ellis Genge were oh, Ellis Genge best game he's ever played. I've ever seen him play. Really? Oh, he was brilliant. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, but Tom Young, poof, he'd be in your Premiership back row at the moment. He's that good, mm. I reckon. And Rob Shaw's out. 
So Tom Young won't fill that gap. Rob's shoulder injury, but I think Mark Wilson from Newcastle should be the guy they call in for that spot. You say he should be, but do you think he will? I do, actually, because I think Eddie Jones... I mean, Eddie Jones listens to our podcast and picks picks who we think should be picked a lot of the time. He told me that. Okay. He didn't actually tell me that. Um, Not in as many words. In fact, when I, when I met him for the first time, I didn't know who I was, but um, he did. I'm joking. He's got a telly. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he been? Uh, he reads the, he living, reads, in a, living in a cave. Yeah, he reads the papers, Tommy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some some really good, thoroughly good rugger at the weekend. Unless you're a Worcester fan, then it was bad times. Gloucester were great. Johnny May super sharp. Matt Scott super sharp. Um, so lovely stuff for Gloucester to get a bonus point win at home. Right, Tomas. I think it's time we spoke to somebody handsome, famous, and successful, don't you? I'm right here, mate. Tommy, let's call Philzy. Now, how you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, good, pal. Good. Good. Where, where are you, mate? I'm in, oh, I'm, this is, I, we're in the Trafford Centre, so we have to change some uh, Christmas gifts. So, what, you've been so in, I'm just chilling. Been in top nine, have you? <laughs> no, Burton. <laughs> you, and, you and Stephen Jones, the only two I know that uh, shop in Burton, <laughs> top man. <laughs> I'm trying to find Ben Sherman shirts in there, but not <laughs> Did you, Does that mean you got some crappy Christmas presents? Yeah, no, I like... Um, Mrs. Narby with her shoes she had, so I'm going to change that. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so it's just uh, living a dream, living a dream. Well, I bet I better do a quick intro for you, boy, because, I mean, not everyone will know your CV, will they? What? Sorry? Not everyone will know your CV. So no. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to tell them, all right? Um, Will... William Michael Phillips. So Mike's not even this his first name. This is going to be embarrassing. Mike's not even his first name. Willie. Will, William. Um... Age 34, um, yeah. sex, yes please, male, um, yeah. 94 caps for Wales. Now, hang on a minute. Yeah. Does that, does that not, hang on a minute, does yeah. that not, does 94 caps not, I mean, I've only got eight, so I, I just wish I'd got to double figures, but do you not wish you'd got to 100, because you could have really been somebody, couldn't you, if you got to 100, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh... No, I mean, yeah, I'd have loved to have got there, but um, I guess when I was on the 90 mark, I thought, yeah, OK, maybe go for it. But, you know, things turned out that way, and that's just the way it was. So I'm proud to have 94. And, I tell you, um, it, it is mega. Having 94 caps, is jokes aside, is mega, mega. But do you, do you reckon if you were a coach that you would actually, if you had some good lads in the squad, you know, that were close to 100, you'd just get them to 100 for the sake of it? Do you not reckon you'd do that? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, me too. Uh, what, like, like they did uh, for Nugget? Like they put a Barbar's game on for Nugget? Martin Williams <laughs> for his 100th cap? <laughs> yeah, but Gats had a bit of a... He's been in a few times, so... Um, Mate, I would, I would have come uh, out of retirement and done like a Romania, Japan, Georgia tour for you. 100%. Well, we played... Um, no, that's just the way it is, isn't it? You expect the decisions and that's the way it goes, you know? Uh, I was was there for many, many years, so I can't complain, you know. I've never really thought of it. Hey, in mate, way, so. most caps come um, off of Wales. Not a bad thing, is it? No, no, I mean, I'm really proud. I mean, it's great. I mean, I can't believe uh, it's come and gone so quick. And um, Yeah, I'd love to have 100 caps, you know, but... Sorry, mate, that's, um, just, that's just Flats putting a downer on our call. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about him. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I was lucky enough to play with uh, Philzy, we call him, at Cardiff Blues, and it was... We had a great laugh, but we lost him then to the Ospreys. So he moved to the Ospreys, 
the biggest deal going on in, in Welsh rugby history, which is probably peanuts to what it is now. But at the Ospreys, you were part of the Fab Four or Fab Five, weren't you? Yeah, we got labelled um, yeah. Fab Four, Fab what, Five. Why is yeah. that, mate? Who, who was in it to start with? Um, well, Henson was in it, and Shane Williams, Hockey, Lieburn, and myself. Mm. Um, I guess we were just uh, all pretty much the same characters. We enjoyed, um, you know, playing hard, working hard, but we, all, we also enjoyed having a beer after and, um, you know, um, enjoyed the social side of it as well. I See, I look at that, and I think five properly good players, but also five lads who either spend every day off they possibly can in Dubai or spend an awful lot of money looking tanned. Would that be too? Would that be, would that be far from the mark? Uh, no, I, uh, I, no, I wasn't about that. I think Henson loved it, but um, <laughs> no, I think we all tried to look our best. Um, I think our policy was look good, play good. So too right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to get in that group, mate, but they they didn't like outsiders. They didn't like blues. <laughs> no, mate, no. They like they like sunbeds, yeah. not moonbeds. That's what they like. Yeah, well, I, I tried my hardest, but anyway, mate, you're you're up at sale at the moment. Um, yeah. How's that for you? Um, coming from the back of France to sale, how's the transition been? All right. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's been cool. I've been living in uh, living in Hale, so it's a really nice part of the world. Um, Lots of, lots of things to do and um, yeah, loving it really. It's really nice, you know, um, top restaurants, nice things to do. So um, it's a shame the rugby's not going well at the minute, but hopefully, you know, with the new year now we can turn things around. Yeah, I mean, the rugby hasn't been, it's been all right. It hasn't been, you know, you haven't had a season like Wasps or, or Connacht last year, but, you know, how do you see it going now for the rest of the season at Sale? Um, I know we've, well, we've lost, uh, well, the last seven or eight on the bounce, but I think things are picking up. I think um, we are having some real hard, you know, deep, deep, deep things and uh, a lot of honesty coming out. And I think, you know, I think we will turn it around. Uh, performances, you know, we've been losing, are getting better slowly. Yeah. Um, you know, and the players are all, you know, all driving on to, to, to succeed. And I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, we've got a tough fiction now again on the weekend, but, you know, I think uh, they will be light at the end of the tunnel. I'm sure uh, Mike, you know when I mean you you'll have been every team you'd have played for will have had this every season, but Sale are one of the one of the clubs being linked with some big names, like one of which is George Ford, and another rumour that I keep hearing is that Mike Ford might well end up as heir as well for via Toulon. And I don't know if you've heard that or not, and I certainly I wouldn't expect you to know or tell us if you did, but does 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 chat like that infiltrate the squad? I know that players are used to it, but is it something you sit and chat about in the changing rooms and read on your phones and hear about and discuss amongst the lads? Um, yeah, I think mean, some of the guys know these people in question, so a little bit of a chat here and there, but there's nothing, no deep conversations or anything. I think, like you say, players are used to it. It happens every season. That players come and go, and there's, there's, there's rumours, and players come in and leave in or whatever, so... It just goes over players' heads, I think, and yeah. you know we just concentrate on um, on what, what matters really. I mean, you're 34 years old, and you're in pretty good nick. Still got a pair of legs on you, pair of shoulders. <laughs> 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 what? What? How long do you think? How long are you gonna keep going for, mate? You enjoy? You're, um, you're still enjoying it, I take it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being a professional rugby player, I mean, it's, it's, it's class, isn't it? I mean, playing 
training every day, you know, I know it's hard and it has downfalls, but it's it's been really a privileged position to be in and it's been great. And um, but I don't know, I mean, I I only signed one year at sales, so um, I don't know, maybe the uh, the dragons, see how the body feel. The dragons yeah, finish I, it off with the dragons. Ah, no, no, no. All nah, four I mean, regions I, I mean, then. Box see, ticked. We'll see how the body feels and. Um, and the mind field, so it's, it's it's hard work, you know. It's hard going when you get a bit older, isn't it? So yeah, um, we'll see. No, we'll see. Uh, on that, on the kind of subject of age and all that, um, I uh, when you said you're with you're in the Trafford Centre shopping with your missus, I was that that kind of that made my heart warm. You know, I was really happy to hear that because when um, I know I saw you a couple of weeks ago and I was wearing my waterproof Mac, which didn't go down very well as a look in the end, it turns out. But um, you said, you tweeted me something like Columbo called and he wants his Mac back. And um, yeah. what I didn't say was that when I saw you, I immediately, I was pleased to see you, but I felt worried about you because cause there's a few greys coming through, mate. And um, I just didn't, I didn't want you to turn into the sort of the Pat Sanderson of Welsh rugby where... Remember Pat Sarnison was like the best looking guy in the English game and suddenly right. suddenly retired and he lost it and the looks went and now he's minging. He's absolutely hanging bloke now. And um I look at you and think it's all downhill from there, mate, and I'm I'm just glad you're not alone. So are you con- are you conscious that, it, that you're not are you conscious that it's going downhill a little bit, mate? I'm not. No, I'm not. I mean you just got like a George Clooney and he's doing alright. <laughs> No, mate. If you if you have a look at my dad, my dad, he's he's very, he's still a very very good looking guy. So I'm, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> no, I've I've always thought that about your dad. Actually, fair enough. Your brother's all right as well. To be honest, um, it's to us, it's when you start losing the hair. That's when the real change comes yeah. because all of a sudden people see you with hair, and, and then you know the next day it's all gone. But mm. not everyone can be like me, like Benjamin Button, just getting better with age. Yeah. Um, Philzy, <laughs> Philzy, Philzy. Yeah. Six Nations is. Uh, it's just around the corner now. I mean, I'm, I'm bored of trying to ask him to come to the hospitality I got oh. in the locker room. Oh, mate. We, oh, yeah. we, we're desperate for him to come along, but I just can't get that chopper to pick him up and, and take him down to Cardiff. But Wales' his chances, mate, in the Six Nations. Um, you can't count him out, yeah. yet, can you? Um, well, it's a big loss already. I think, well, certainly the start, we're missing Toby. Toby uh, Farfell's got injured again. Yeah. Um, that's a big loss. Um, yeah, I think I think they got Italy first up. Uh, that's going to be a tough fixture away from home. Um, and if they can get through that, which I'm, I'm sure they will, then it's, I think it's England. So yeah, um, in Cardiff. So who knows really? I think they got the players to I think to beat England, but um, you know I think they'll have to improve on what they showed in the autumn because England are on fire at the minute. So it's. Uh, it, Yeah, I suppose the big thing is that the two toughest teams at the moment, Ireland and England, Wales, have got at home. But what, what do you think of the changes that sort of Howley's made and the fact that he's brought West Whalian, Scott Williams in um, to send his playing alongside John Davis and, and Tipperick's featuring more? I think this is like a change that Wales needed because they can play, I think they can play a little bit different with Scott Williams and Tipperick 
involved in the team in the starting 15? Yeah, I think Chipper has to play. I think he's one of the most talented players we've got in Wales. Um, him and like Satobi and Liam Williams. Yeah. These are players that are game breakers. I mean, you've got to have them on the international field. I mean, his defences are so good. Yeah, you can have your steady Eddies in there as well, which, uh, you know, the likes of them guys can really cut teams. And uh, and Scott Williams has done that a lot uh, this season for Scarlet. Um, but I think, you know, Jamie Roberts will still have his role to play, you know. Um, so, you know, Wales are lucky in that position. So, um, but yeah, certainly those players you mentioned, they they got a, uh, a massive job for Wales to, you know, to cut teams. And, you know, there'd be a lot of pressure on those players to perform. But they are the star, stars in the show. Really. Yeah. Right, Mike, we are, we're out of time, but I'm going to ask you one more question that we like to ask every one of our guests on the show. Yeah. Put, put you on the spot a little bit, but take your time. There's no rush. Um, favorite book you've ever read? It could be anything. Favorite book you've ever read that you'd recommend to anyone uh, else? Um, I read Andre um, Agassi's book. Um, I'm not really a massive book fan, but uh, some of the boys passed it over to me. Uh, I think it's called Open. Yeah. And that was pretty fascinating on his life. And, uh, yeah, his sort of professional career and his lifestyle. He's obviously one of the biggest sports stars in the world and hanging out with all the, all the high rollers. And I really enjoyed that book, so I'd have to say that one. But I'm not really... Uh, I thought I'm more of a movie fan. books are my thing. But you found a good one. Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. It'll be good, good to see. talk. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for staying in this call, boy. Um, enjoy your shopping. And we'll hopefully, yeah, we'll hopefully see you in Wales again soon. Yeah. Cheers, Good mate. Time, all the best. Love all you. The best, Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Flats, that was a legend, Mike Phillips. It was. Um, I don't think we did him justice on the intro because he was the unofficial man of the series Lions Tour 2009 against South Africa. It was incredible. Like finished the game at centre. Yeah. Such a such a yeah. versatile player. But um, 94 caps for Wales, nine tries. Not 20 like me. Less and impact. And less, I had less caps. Less impact. Value for money there. Um, five caps. British and Irish Lions. Yeah, well played. Absolute legend. His Scarlets, the Blues, the Ospreys, Bayon, Racing, and now at Sale Shark. So he's had, he's had a brilliant, brilliant career. And yeah. Real funny bloke. You know, if you're sat down having lunch and stuff, you want to be on that yeah. table yeah. You know, with him because he is a character. Yeah, funny bloke. He's just probably sat. Rates himself, but in a nice way. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's piss takes stuff. He doesn't mean he it, does. yeah. No, yeah. Um, no, he probably does, actually. Um, okay, he definitely means it, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's probably quite difficult to talk when he's sat in the underwear section in Marks and Spencer's mm-hmm. in the Old Trafford Centre. But Yeah. There we are. Anyway, I hope you heard it all right. So, we, we need to rattle through a couple of questions from our listeners because um, we've been talking for seven hours now and... If we don't, um, I've got to go and pick up my kids from nursery. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, so let's ask some questions. Right, mate, we're going to have to rattle through, as you said, quite a few questions. Got um, one. Okay, we, we, we've got to try and make them as brief as we can, all right, mate, because this will be like a two-hour podcast. Right, from Max Nimmo. Um, having recently seen more pictures of so-called injured rugby players coming back about three stones heavier and completely shredded, do you think performance-enhancing drugs 
is prevalent in today's game. By the way, I don't mean Viagra in brackets, shanks, and fat stripper in brackets, flats, because I'm totally cool with those. Uh, right, Max, I don't think performance enhancing drugs are a major issue in professional English professional rugby union. I'm willing, I'm open to be proved wrong. I just don't know anyone that did it. I don't know that it's a thing. Players get tested a lot. Um, I, the, the truth is, I don't know. If I had to put my 50 quid on it, it would be that it is just not a thing in Premiership Rugby in England. What do you think, Tommy? Um, I don't think it's an issue in top flight sport, but I do think when you go down through the leagues and players aren't tested as much or as regularly, that there is more drug abuse um, the lower the leagues you go down. Yeah. Um, but I, in terms of the Pro 12... You'd have to take a huge, huge risk to do it. I'm not saying people don't do it, but it's a massive risk because every day um, you have to let the drug testers know where you'll be. Yeah, and I've having done spent time in a few nightclubs in Wales. I reckon. Can I generalise now and offend half our audience? You do anyway, mate. But I don't um, take notice. I reckon there's if it's going to be prevalent anywhere in the British Isles, it'll be in the Welsh valleys. Do you disagree with that? Not just the Welsh Valleys, mate. I can see Maidstone, Kent. Maidstone, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, actually. Maidstone, yeah. Folkestone, Medway Towns. There and the Welsh Valleys, I reckon there's a few, might be a few boys on the juice, big units around. It's not just the Welsh Valleys, mate. It's, it's all over the country. Um, but of course it is. I'm only, say, play, I'm only playing, mate. Um, right, we've got a, a question from Chris Brown here on Twitter. Is Jason Woodward the best buy of the season so far? If not, who is? Yes. Yes, we talked about him earlier. Got a question from Craig Yandel, our former teammate, aka Pinhead, on yep. email. Uh, Pin says back in the day everyone loved a bit of free stash and the classic rubbish boot fillers i.e. stuff that never left the car once you got it um, in the age of higher pay is stash still regarded so highly as when you were both in your prime um, yes boy rugby players love freebies if not as much as ever more than ever do you know what I, I do love freebies and I like stash but I only like stash if it's like Adidas or Nike or Under Armour or something like that yeah. I mean when I first joined Cardiff Blues we were sponsored by Feeler it was terror kit. Oh, that's terror. Terror. Some of the trainers are all right. You can wear them with a nice pair of jeans. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is. Sneens. It is terror. And, like, and now I've got to pay for shoes and stuff like that. Before, you used to get them sponsored, but yeah. you're talking 10 years ago and, and trainers have moved on. No one. You've got to have cool trainers now, haven't you? You can wear it like yeah. pay, you can wear jeans and go to the gym. Hybrids, they call them. <laughs> but my best stash I've ever had. Yeah, that's, um, that's the second part of Pin's question, by the way, is what's the best and worst stash you've ever had? Okay, the best stash I've had was I don't know if I told you this but I was uh, selected for the Lions in 2005 well done you also 2009 but unfortunately didn't make that alright mate crack on. I got selected which is the main part and um, I'd still tell everyone about it now um, but we got given a personalised iPod and sweet had your name and it had the Lions crest on the back of it sweet still got it don't know if it works and also some golf balls with British and Irish Lions emblem on them which I've got I've got one left so I only use that when there's no water around. Yeah. People, boys like it when I put it on the tee. Of course they do. And when the ball's on the green and they see it. Oops. <laughs> Who's playing with the light? Oh, me. Guilty. <laughs> so that's probably the best um, stash I got. Yeah. My you? best stash is a pair of barber uh, walking boots. Barber, barber sort of sent me an email a couple of years ago and said, do you want us, you were on telly a bit, do you want us to send you some stuff? So that'd be brilliant. And the guy, I ordered like a jacket. He's like, mate, don't just order a jacket. Go nuts. Order what you want. So I ordered, lo- oh, I got some red chinos, which are super cool, still are, yeah. from them. But I ordered these walking boots, like big hiking boots. And he was like, you going to wear those on telly? I said, technically, no. But I am on telly and I will wear them. I just won't wear them on telly. I'll wear them to walk my dogs. 
and I wear them every day. I've worn them pretty much every day since. That's probably a quite difficult question for you because I've been working out and doing a little spreadsheet about um, what you actually pay for um, at home, and it's not much. So you get a lot of stash. I do. I pay for plenty. I pay yeah. for all the stupid bloody toys in this room that no one plays with. Yes, probably I've got to deal with Smith's Toy Shop or something like that. Mm. Host their end of season awards. Mind. Got a good question here from Sam French on Twitter. It's not even a question, it's just a statement, but I liked it so much I'm reading it out. Christian Ways stepping in the Wasp v. Leicester. Be put, can it be put on Pornhub? Because it was filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I it, like was, that. it was amazing. He, he turns, you know, he just twisted out. It was incredible. Yeah. skill and gets away. Uh, we got a question here from Joe Chavetti on email, who I'm told is uh, by mutual friend, is a, a weird, weird guy. Um, the ongoing, he calls it a shitstorm, which is bad language, Joe, regarding concussions and head injuries. Basically, it's about the three props having HIAs last week against Exeter and ended up going to uncontested scrums and losing a player because they had three players off yeah. with concussions. So is it right that the three, the team with three concussed lads loses a player? No, it's not on the face of it, but actually that law is designed to stop people cheating and saying, oh, concussed again because the ref can't take any risk and prove he's not No, um, and saying concussed just to depower the scrums which is what teams used to do to get them to go uncontested I'm actually surprised in rugby that there's um, not more uncontested scrums because especially if a, if a team's being dominated in the scrum you know why not fake a, an injury um, a prop injury and, and that, well, scrums that's, become well that's why they put two props on the bench yeah but still you know two props could you could easily injure two props like that so I'm saying it's a good thing. We got, we, that, that you've, teams actually go in into games and, and they don't take. Well, you've got to you've got to injure three props now. That's the point because uh, you've got injure two. You still got two left. The other side of it, and they've got to be able to play both sides, of course. The other side, but you may if you go uncontested scrums now, you lose a player. See, mm. I think that's right. So that's why they don't do it because you lose a player. But um, anyway, yes, Joe, there is there is a there's there's a bit of a rub there. I think it's it's to stop people cheating, but now and again it can it can bite you right on the bottom um, got a question from Pete on Twitter I like his little profile shots of Planet Guinness because he's a bloody, lad because he's a bloody yeah, lad shalad um, he's heard did you hear that the rugby pod boys have offered you out no no I'm up for it though well when I say up for it I'm up for watching you offered us out what fight we're having a fight don't know oh god have I got to fight Jim Hamilton yeah okay, that'd be hard That'd be right, mate. It wouldn't, mate. mate Use some Coventry. Do your old school stuff, you know. Get him oh, on the floor. Yeah. Get him on the floor. Pound get, him, get him in the choker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jim's Jim's too nice. Um, I don't know how they've offered us out. No, but um, you could beat your Goody in a fight, couldn't you? I think Goody's quite hard, mate. He is. Not against karate. I told no, you that. It's true, actually. I've been washing cars. Not against the Valley Albino. Sanding floors, painting houses. Hmm? Yeah, not against the Valley Albino he might struggle um, yeah, have you got any more for us Tom or should we leave it there because I've got to go and pick up my kids mm. unless you want to do one more it's completely up to you but I feel like our listeners are probably close to putting their eyeballs out at the moment mm, ok we'll leave it there right I've had a lovely time in my playroom have you yes I, I've loved it mate and sorry about for... the interruption from our um, decorator a lovely bloke thanks for a little bit of cake as well you gave me you're still on the no added sugar diet I can see I can mm. actually start to see your cheekbones mate so it's working yeah? Yeah, I'm impressed. Well done, mate. Yeah. I'm down to 133, so things are going pretty well. Yeah. Well, All right. Hey, see you next week, guys. Ciao. Ta-da. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.